The Warriors, really good. 26-16, final score. But it comes to the right. No field goal. Green, inside. Papa Lini. It's over. It's over. The Warriors. It's their third win. It's a momentous performance. 26 after one, the DRS at the Warriors victorious last night to dissect all of that. Former Warriors coach, my old sparring mate in the commentary box, Tony Kemp joins me. Afternoon, Kempy. Hey, Elliot. And, and mate, you're a far better commentator than that bloke too, just quietly. Oh, thank you very much. Too kind. Hopefully we're back into it. Uh, perhaps <laughs> 2021. Who knows what that might bring. Look, it was a good performance from the Warriors last night, second half especially. What did you make of it? Yeah, look, I thought they were the better team um, all night. They just sort of, you know, the amount of errors that were across the board um, was a little bit disappointing. But, you know, it's, that's why they're both sort of languishing down the bottom of the, the table. But I definitely thought that the Warriors um, out-enthused and, and showed a, a hell of a lot of courage to hang in there and take the, the two late tries and the, and the win. Um, and, of course, at a time when, when there's so much other stuff going on in the background, you know, just the way that they were high-fiving each other and slapping each other on the back when they did something well. Um, I think they went out there really with a point to prove to um, their owner that was sitting in the grandstand and especially around some comments that have been made over the, over, over the past week. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we'll get to those in, in a moment. The, the, the guts and determination, I thought, was impressive last night because that's all really we can ask from the Warriors this year, given they've already sacrificed quite a bit to go across the Tasman. But there was. There was determination, there was guts, and, and there was drive in the team. And, and that's what I really liked about that second-half performance. Yeah, look, I, I thought um, young Tavita Harris, uh, you know, I don't know why he hasn't been getting game time, but I thought he was just getting better as the, as the game went on. And I thought, you know, Blake Green... Now that he knows that he's playing for a contract, uh, you know, showed a bit more impetus about getting at the line and bringing players on. You know, uh, uh, last try showed that. Um, Cam Marlo came back to his best. You know, that try scored down the, the left hand side, and and to to do it too with Roger being out of the side, Jeff being out of the side. You know, uh, I think was a, a testament to, to sticking together through some pretty tumultuous times over the past sort of month and. And you know, I'm I'm I love it when the Warriors win because it just gives everyone in New Zealand something to something to talk about on a Monday, other than shit, what's going on behind the scenes? You know, they're talking mm. about the game. The Blake Green, you mentioned that there. If that's a player that's been told there's no place for him next year, then he didn't play like it, or he played like a player that needed a contract for next year. That was expert uh, playmaking in the second half, directing the team around the park, uh, the forty twenty, the the play around the park. I, I thought that was vintage Blake Green. Yeah, look, he he definitely uh, did what he had to, especially losing uh, Nicarima so early. And um, I thought it was unfair that you know a player of his caliber off the field had to endure uh, the comments in, a, in and around Isaac Moses stuff and being tagged to it. I thought it was pretty unfair, but um, you know he's 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 getting he's getting on in the years and he's a, he's a professional Blake and to and to put in that performance last night, especially with Roger out. And to show some leadership is what was needed. So, you know, he, he would have picked up, you know, some daily end points last night for sure, I thought. What on earth was with that bunker decision in the second half? The captain's challenge, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? He got it wrong. He got it wrong. It's just, um, you know, I don't know what sometimes what those guys are looking at, Elliot. You know, we'd sit up in the box when we're doing commentary mm. and we'd often talk about that. You know, we'd see it straight away and go, how many times do they want to look at it? They're looking for something to, to say is wrong with it. Um, 
But, you know, in the con- and still in the context of the game, I thought that the Warriors were the better team. So, you know, to, to get the, the, the two tries late um, for me was was just reward because I thought the effort was better than Brisbane's. Yeah, and, and that, that captain's challenge with, with the border he passed, gone past Milford, there was no way he was making any play on that on that any um, make on that play there was no way he was getting involved in that and, and I don't know what they were seeing maybe it was different pictures to what we saw on TV but the, the ball was already past them that's exactly right and there's, that, that, that's a real contentious I'm not a I'm not a big believer in the head runner and the sweeper out the back I just think it's you know a, a way to it's too con, it's too subjective um, and people look at it differently you know, so you hear Phil Gould on TV talking about it all the time. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's a bad defensive decision, and it should be a try. Mm. Um, you know, the easiest way to get rid of it is get rid of the lead runner. And so, you know, there's no more no more um, lead runners and sweep runners. You're just going to call everyone a ship, and then they'll stop doing it and play football. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Um, no Cody, as you mentioned last night. No Roger Tuivasa-Shek. That, that, um, that was a... a damn good performance without, you know, probably the best, well, two best players on the team to, to show that guts and determination. Um, you know, I, I think that what they would have liked, you know, two of us to check in the stands was we saw him be a bit frustrated last week against the Storm at some of the defensive reads that were being made by his teammates, but he would have liked what he saw from, from those guys on the park last night. Yeah, oh, definitely. Roger, you know, I, he, I just think he likes winning, Roger. He's a, he's a, he's a winner and he puts that type of effort in every week and to see his side you know, that's the, the disappointing part of this whole conversation is that you just don't know what you're going to get next week as far as effort mm-hmm. goes. Um, and he'd be looking at that saying, you know, boys, if we could put that together every week, we'd be in it with a shell. Um, but I, you know, I just thought that Tavita Harris, for instance, and being shopped around to say whether or not he's going to be at this club for the future, here, here it looks like, again, that you've got a kid that can, can play first grade and, and play quite well. You know, you look at that shot that he put on Isaac Luke last night and a couple of the defensive decisions that he pulled off to stop some plays and come up with some big errors, it says to me that, you know, you don't let that kid go. You know, they don't come along, um, especially in that position of 5'8", you know, too often. And yet here we are in the last sort of seven days talking about whether or not he's got a a position at the club going into the future. So I was really happy that he was out there last night. I thought, you know, if there was some kid that put their hand up and said, I I, want to be here, I put their foot in every week and I can play footy, then, um, then then the club were looking at it. But... Yeah, losing the leadership of Nick Arima and, and Roger, like you said, is, um, was hard enough for everyone that were, were trying to pick their tips. But to, <laughs> for those other boys to step up, Blairy, um, Greeny, you know, uh, Tohu Harris, who I think has been their best player so far this year, uh, you know, they really needed to do that last night. And and, 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 and truly right, you know, against a team that's languishing down the bottom, they got the two points. Yeah, a good performance from the Warriors. The Broncos, on the other hand, this is the worst I've ever seen. And this is one of the flagship teams of the NRL, always up there, uh, you know, one city, one team sort of thing. And they look bereft of any ideas, players sobbing after the game. What's gone wrong with the Broncos, Tony Kemp? Well, I think Wayne Bennett's hit the hit the nail on the head, didn't he? Last week when he came out and retracted a couple of comments from the chairman in Brisbane, saying, "You know, I was happy to stay there um, <laughs> for the next couple of years, and, and I thought I had a team that could win the premiership." Um, so, and you look at you look across the board; they've got some decent players, but then you look at the emotional state that they won last night. There is obviously so much external pressure on that team, uh, and and the way that they play the the young blokes in the amount of areas that they come up, I just don't think they're they're ready to consistently put it together for, for a first-grade side. 
for me, I think they, they've lost a lot of seniority. Um, you know, the players that are in those senior positions like Wilford and Darius Foyd are, are constantly being heckled about not performing on their million-dollar contracts. Um, and they just haven't got the resilience to build around that, uh, those kids like Fafida, Pangai, um, that, that can actually play footy, uh, but just don't seem to be producing it consistently at the moment. So I think Seabold went under an immense amount of pressure last night. I think after the loss, there's going to be a lot more talk about him this week. And, and who knows, you know, it, it's not um, unusual as we see for a coach to lose his, lose his job after half a dozen losses. And if there's anyone under immense pressure, it's Seabolt. He's got the support of the board <laughs> or the CEO today, so that's never a good sign. Um, the, the owner of the Warriors this week, Mark Robinson, making some fairly visible sort of comments about Blake Green, uh, about Gerard Beale, their futures at the club, uh, where they go to the coaching. They said that he's rung Craig Bellamy's agent and, and that was given a stern no. What have you made of those comments and do you think there's a plan in place for, for where the Warriors go to beyond this year? Well, I think there's a plan in place. I just don't think they've made it um, visible to anyone out in the public domain. I think, you know, they they operate as they do with all techs behind closed doors and, and have a have a vision for the club. And, I, you know, I'll just take the comment that he made about Stephen Kearney not having the personality or the personality to run the team. I, I actually think that what Mark was talking about, there was a DNA that he was trying to insert in the club and he didn't see Stephen Kearney leading that into the future. Um, so... You know, you've got to be really careful when you're the owner of the club that you don't overstep your boundary. You know, you see a confusing roles of the CEO um, who you've hired to do a job, and then you know you're talking to the media. I'd, I'd, I'd much prefer if, if Rollo just sat back and he allowed the CEO to front the uh, front the media because that's what he does. And when you're sitting there next to him on the on the sideline and he's been talking that way and you misinterpret it, the perception is that. You know, I'm fighting for my life here and I've got the guy sitting right next to me and how am I meant to behave? And in the end, it has a, has a, a detrimental effect on the whole culture. So it's a it's a, it's a a really hard one. You, you sort of got to ask how do you handle that with the owner. I heard you, know, I heard you say it was a bit like Gareth Morgan down at the Phoenix. You know, you're, you're quite right where you're walking around thinking, you know, this is what I want. But in, in the context of who owns the club, he owns it, doesn't mm. he? He's outright owner and he's got every right to say what he says because he's one putting the money where his mouth is. So... Um, it's a fine line, um, Elliot. I, I don't have the answers to how you how you control that, but I'd be very careful if I was Mark Robinson about um, saying things that you just can't retract and, and it starts to really affect the club and its, and its mechanics. Yeah, it can do that. Um, and, and you've got to trust the guys that you employ to, to do those things, like Cameron George and, and like the chairman and that sort of thing. Do you think Todd Payton is part of the long-term plan for the Warriors? Uh, well, I wouldn't say no, he wasn't. I think um, I think the realization, you know, the comment about we went to Craig Bellamy's uh, manager and he just said no chance. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit more of a conversation to be had and and around how you actually go and talk to, to play, player managers and coaches. Um, and I, I I think Todd, that's why I say Todd Payton's not part of the future. I think they might have no choice um, if they can't get, you know, who they who they target or or the type or caliber of of coach that they want to bring into the club, you know. So there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. And, and I'm, that's why I'll go back to that comment about the personality. I think what he's saying is the DNA of the club needs to change. Um, there's going to be some wholesale changes coming at the end of the year. And what he's done is he's he's actually front-footed that. So I say I'm going to move Beal and, and, and possibly Nicarima or anyone who's attached to Moses on. But, but actually the whole club's under review and we're going to see if we can't fix it. And that's where he talks about personality. So... Um, you might find that he can't get a coach, mate. And Todd Payton, just you know, out of the due pro- um, process, 
ends up being the head coach next year because of that. And, and I couldn't tell you whether that's going to happen or not. They, they have to go through that themselves. Brilliant to catch up as always. Tony Kemp, former Warriors coach, our voice of league here on uh, Sunday afternoons on the DRS. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Cheers Alec. Talk soon, mate.